0: welcome to tcn talks i'm your host chris como and the goal of these podcasts is 15 to 20 minutes of relevant need to know to help you in your role as a hospice palliative care and a serious illness leader and also a team member at all levels of the organization our goal is concise and relevant need to know for you and your role and the booking of our podcast is always just something to make you think deeper about life or also specifically the topic of, of our podcast today so I'm very thrilled to have our guest today, Keith Taylor. He's the founder of StrengthAfterStroke.com. Welcome,
1: Keith. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. I, I appreciate you having me on here. And uh, I just, um, I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure to talk to you guys. You guys do so much important work and, and, and that's obvious. And I've seen a lot of what you do and uh, it's good on you guys. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, I'm pretty stoked about this one, not not uh, not to be rhymed with <laughs> with a stroke, but I'm I am stoked because uh, what you and I are going to talk about today. This is a, a vision of a podcast I've had for a long time. When I met you, I thought, man, this is going to be a perfect gas. And so, but before we jump into all that, Keith, just tell our listeners what do you think they need to know about you.
1: Well, uh, I was a business owner, um, and uh, you know, I always worked hard in life, and. Uh, tried to accomplish some things. And um, then I had an unfortunate accident, uh, of course, which was the stroke. And we'll get into that more here in a little bit. But, um, you know, the bottom line is, uh, I have a, you know, my message really to people and my thought about that, Chris, is that um, if you're willing to work at it, you can, you can come back and you can accomplish whatever you want in life. So I guess that, that would kind of be my, my take on it
0: all right well good deal well i want to i shared with you keith when we first talked that when we got going in our conversation there's a video i saw years ago called grumpy old man um and i'm not comparing you to grumpy old man at all so our listeners (laughs) won't go there but hopefully they'll get the metaphor this is the beginning of a pretty fascinating conference arabayak had come here locally in north carolina and so um They started the the conference off with this video, and it was titled, Grumpy Old Man. And in one minute, they reposition you. You see this grumpy old man in a wheelchair, and they just flash pictures of his life. And so they showed him as a young boy. You see him growing up. You actually see him becoming a teenager. World War II hits. He goes to World War II. He comes back. He marries his sweetheart. He has a family. He has kids. They have grandkids. You see a little bit of his career in there and then his wife gets a terminal illness, his wife dies, a bunch of loss in his family, and then you get back to the grumpy old man in the wheelchair. And it was so fascinating. I mean, number one, you just went from, well, look at the grumpy old man, and through his story, they just totally reposition you. And it was such a great metaphor to start off just giving us purpose in the work that we do as hospice and palliative care professionals. And as I shared with you, Keith, the challenge of the work that we do, quite often we get very articulate caregivers but very rarely do we can we go through the eyes of the people that we serve. And when I met you, I thought, well, this is incredible because you've gone through something very serious. And so maybe just share a little bit more about your journey because I want you to just establish your your credentials because you really did go through a very serious thing. And then we're going to come back to the grumpy old man analogy. Okay. <laughs> well,
1: hopefully, hopefully I can. Uh, not be that that grumpy old man. At least at this point, right? <laughs> so um, you know, Chris, I was a business owner of a medium-sized manufacturing company. We were uh, growing our company um, quite uh, quickly. Uh, we worked worked hard and uh, got a lot. and We had a lot going on. Uh, I was very proud of being a business owner of that company and. And I was very very passionate about it you know um, I I could see my retirement coming you know down the end of the, the road by working hard and, and getting to that that point And I really had a sense of purpose uh, through that and so one day I was getting ready to uh, go on a trip to Seattle. Uh, I live in I, at the time I lived in the Portland Oregon area and I was going to Seattle for a business trip and I just felt off. Um, and I never did this, never did this, but I decided I was going to take a nap that day. And so I go and I lay down and the next thing I know, my wife gets home from work, um, and she checks me all out. And, you know, there were some things that she knew to check and everything seemed okay. So I ate, I remember eating in bed that night, which, you know, <laughs> I never did that either. And, um, uh, You know, went to sleep. So the next morning, my wife left early for work. She always had to leave really early. And so she uh, checked on me and just looked in my mouth and did some things like that. Anyway, um, I got up, I got showered, I was getting ready to go on this business trip. And I got a phone call from my nephew, we used to talk business early in the mornings. And he says to me, what is wrong with you? And I was like, you know, or at least I thought I was saying, Well, I don't know what you're talking about, right? And uh, he said, Well, before you go anywhere, um, promise me you won't go anywhere and I'll get right back to you, okay? And then my business partner called me and I had a similar um experience with him, and um, so the next thing I know, my wife got home and took me to the hospital and and I had a stroke, and um. My life totally changed from that point forward. Um, you know, um, if you can imagine being a business owner, right? Having having your goals set in front of you, and having the plans uh, of where you're going with your life, and and you know all these things, and and um, and then all of a sudden, really, it just gets stripped away from you.
0: Yep. You know?
1: And uh, I went through some uh, real depression. I'm a very happy-go-lucky guy. I've always been that way. I was a sales manager for a company, and you got to have <laughs> that kind of attitude to take take on those, uh, you know, the things that you get from sales. And and uh, and then I went to depression, um, and um, you know, I couldn't find my words. I, I couldn't speak. Uh, right? I really felt like I had a loss of my own identity. I remember going to a business meeting with my partners. I, I had three other partners. Um, each one of them ran different aspects of our company, manufacturing, customer service, so on. And uh, we had, we met every Friday morning and uh, we'd go around the, the table and we'd all discuss things and we'd get into, you know, arguments and All that good stuff that business partners do and after my stroke um after there was some time i didn't do you know i just i didn't after the hospital i went home for quite a while and um, got babysat uh for quite a while but when i got back in there then uh we were you know we'd have these meetings and i remember sitting there and tears would just start flowing down my face it I'm sorry. It's an emotional thing. And um, because I couldn't speak, and I couldn't say what was on my mind, and I couldn't contribute uh, like I was used to doing. So uh, that was um, kind of the beginning of the end. Uh, the next thing I know, um, I had to leave the company. And uh, that was a, a a tough deal. So you know, I remember standing in front of this picture window we had at our house, and I remember sitting there thinking about it. And and then I thought, you know what? Quit playing the depressed card and quit being um, so negative and let's get our life back on track. Hmm. And that's when I decided, okay, It's time to make a change. It takes a lot of hard work, Chris, as you know, but I started the process at that point. I remember looking out that window. It was a beautiful day and just, you know, thinking to myself, what am I doing? It's time to get on with it. And so that's what I've done. And, um, and I'll tell you what, for all you, you know, people out there that are stroke survivors or whatever, you can get better. You have to work at it though. And I'm kind of jumping ahead, but that's kind of the the story of what started, and then I started strength after stroke, and, and we'll talk about that.
0: Yeah, later. Keith. Wow, there's so much cool stuff to unpack there. And so, um, the point reason why I kind of use that grumpy old man analogy is that quite often in healthcare, and that's the majority of our listeners, is hospice, palliative care, staff members, leaders, and so we're busy. We got a lot of work to do and what we don't realize is we're walking into people's stories. And what I loved about you number one how you are this amazing force. I mean, you have this great positivity, you just project that energy. But then having known the the story that you went through and I definitely appreciate. It. I'm 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 a purpose guy. I I try to help people find their purpose. And so yeah. just listen to your story. I mean, in some respects what your current purpose was was totally upended, but it's interesting how you found a new purpose amidst all of that. Um, and a lot of times, as hospice and powdered care professionals, we're walking into a story. And if we get stuck in the tasky stuff, got meds to deliver, you know, got you know, clean up a patient, whatever, we forget that we're walking into their story. And so, I'd love to ask you, Keith again, you've got all these great listeners right now that are by the bedside with a lot of people. What advice would you give them? Because I was going to pick at you and say you're um, you're like our Lazarus, because obviously in the work that we do, we really don't get to ask the patient, hey, what advice would you give us? And so you haven't gone through your amazing experience. And I mean, first off, your recovery is amazing, Keith. I mean, um, just the last time we talked to now, I mean, I would never would know what you've gone through if I didn't know your story. So your working at it has just produced some beautiful fruits. So what advice would you have to hospice palliative care leaders and staff members?
1: Well, the first thing I would say is that, you know, <clears throat> a stroke survivor, they, they um, and, and or many different issues out there, you know, a lot of head injuries and stuff, you can't uh, speak as well as you'd like. And so a lot of times what happens is we get ran over by other people because they're not patient enough with us to hear what we're we're trying to say. And one of the things that I'm very passionate about is the fact that we we need to, as caregivers, as uh, spouses, uh, anyone who is is dealing with that person, is to listen and and try to keep our own our own voice quiet for a little time and give that person the chance to come out and say what they want because. If they can't find those words and they're but they're they're trying to find them, if they don't get the opportunity to speak like that, they'll never get there. And you have to give them the opportunity and you have to be patient with those people. That's one thing I'm very passionate about that is, is one thing, Chris. Um, go ahead.
0: Yeah, that in and just I'm putting myself in their shoes and I love what you just said, and so quite often we'll talk about just our presence, um, to be present in that moment so then you can meet the patient and their family where they're at. Then we're also living at a time where the government's keeping a bunch of regulations, making our life miserable, all these additional documentations, and it's like this tug-of-war of, oh, sure, I have to be present, but then all these people are like, hurry, 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 you got all this stuff to do. And so I just want to let them know that my heart goes out to them. But at the end of the day, um, it doesn't matter what what business you're in, and I hate to call a hospice and palliative care a business, but it, it is still an organization and we're in this industry. Can't forget about your customer. And so, yeah. go ahead. Can I interrupt just for a Please. quick second while I have yeah. a thought? Because
1: one of the thoughts that you brought up to in my mind right now is that, you know, the doctors out there and um, everybody is under so much pressure. You know, you almost can't find an individual doctor who has a his own business anymore. Everybody's going into the hospital environment and stuff. And the corporate uh, environment puts so much pressure on everybody to get so many patients in a day and and whatever. And one of the things I've really noticed and paid attention to in the last year especially has been that and one, I don't know a lot about your company, but what I what really hits my button from what you are doing is that it, there's more attention to the person, and they need that attention because you go to the doctor, you it's it's wham bam. I mean, you know, I don't want to make it sound terrible because I love the doctors uh, and they they do a great thing. But anyway, does that make sense? What I'm trying to say.
0: It does. And this is the challenge of healthcare. care. In some respects, I've always felt like um, the model of care that we have in hospice and palliative care is the answer because we are more present than a lot of the rest of health care. But I love, love that it. we're talking about this because the gravitational pull is to be less present. There's more stuff to do. Busy, 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 crazy, crazy. And so I feel like you're kind of calling us back to our roots. And and there's really kind of why I wanted to have you is because, again, you have such a fascinating story, which let's go there then, Keith. And so you are so passionate about helping people with stroke. I thought, number one, you can speak from that perspective of having been through a serious illness. But two, what are you doing? How are you helping people that have stroke?
1: Well, so I started my company Strength After Stroke. And, um, you know, I went through a process of trying to um I, I coached a lot of people uh, and I do one-on-one coaching. Uh, that's one of the things that I like to do um, um, to help people get focused on their own passions, intentions, and execution. I, I call it simple as pie and that's what that is. But um, I, I created a, a program that's called BASE. It stands for Belief, Attitude, Strength, and Energy. The reason I did that, Chris – was because I could not find that when I, you know, after let's say we I stand in that window. Right. And I thought all this, and then I couldn't find anybody to help me. Mm. And I was frustrated with that. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. And um, so that's what started the journey. And so base the belief, attitude, strength, and energy is a program that I wrote uh, initially And then I spoke to some other stroke survivors and they were having a hard time reading. I mean, it was a 75 page document with work worksheets in it and stuff. And uh, they, they couldn't get through it uh, very easily. And so I created a 15 module program that now lives on the internet and people can, you know, it is right now it's for profit. Um, And so, you know, it's 97 bucks and I don't know if that matters, but, um, and uh, it's a 15-module program that helps them get from point A to point um, B, and, you know, the the whole um, caregiver, the caregivers, they are so important in this, um, so anyway.
0: That's, that's actually how you and I met, if you remember, was through uh, Don Dawn Fontenot-Landry. Don Dawn and I went to high school together, and she was talking about her book Armored and um, she and I were chatting afterwards and I said, you know, the challenge in our world is speaking to someone who's actually gone through our care to, to really give us good feedback so we keep improving. And she goes, Oh, I've got someone for you. You've got to meet Keith <laughs> Taylor. And so you've obviously done phenomenal work with her husband. And so if you if you. if you needed a plug, that's a really good plug. And so <laughs> thank you so much. I love those guys too. They're
1: they're uh, uh, I can't say enough great things about them. Uh, her, uh, Don and Darren are super people.
0: Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And her book, Armored, was a great resource as well. Well, yeah, Keith. What? Just final thoughts? Just final wisdom that you'd pay forward to our listeners today?
1: Well, really, you know, my message is is pretty simple. Um, you know, I want people to to believe in themselves again. You know, having that belief in yourself and knowing that you can accomplish things. Um, And having the right attitude, you got to have the right attitude to create that. But you got to be prepared to work at it. Uh, I tried to pull no punches on that. Um, You know, so many people don't aren't willing to work at it. And and you're going to stay the same if you're not. And so you got to be willing to put the strength and the energy into that growth that you're after. And by doing that, um, you can get your life back and have another passion or, or grow on the passion that you have again, and, and just get some purpose in your life. And, uh, and I
0: believe that with all my heart. Yeah, that's great wisdom. And certainly for people that have dealt with a stroke, but I think, Keith, that's great wisdom even for our listeners themselves. You know, just an overall belief we talk quite often of just tapping into your cause and purpose, especially in this work that we do because it gets really hard. Um, yeah. Attitude. I uh, love that Chuck Swindoll quote that, you know, 99% of life is uh, is basically what uh, is your, your attitude that you choose um, and only 1% about really what happens to you. And I just yeah. love that quote. Um, and then absolutely your strength and your energy. And if anything, coming out of COVID, in fact, we did a whole series of podcasts just trying to bring some resources to people because probably we've been challenged as healthcare workers at a, more than any other time um, of just getting burned out. And so managing that strength and that energy and what we do every day. So believe it or not, that's wisdom even for the our workers and also obviously the incredible people. And one more time, Keith, if they want to find more Information about your program, it would be at what strengthafterstroke.com. Yep,
1: yep. And I'm on, um, you know, I'm on all the channels, the Facebook and the Instagram and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, or you know, I if anybody wants to, they can email me, Keith K E I T H at strengthafterstroke.com and love to hear from anybody. Before we go, Chris, I want to make certain that, um, I say thank you so much. Um, the, the work that you do, um, it means the world to a lot of people. And I don't know that you get that pat on the back like you deserve. And thank you so much for
0: what you guys do. Right back at you, Keith. I mean, truly to take to take your challenge and turn it into a new purpose and how you're doing it. I mean, that's just incredibly inspiring. And so Thank you. I'm going to leave folks with a quote, as I always do. This is one I bumped into the other day and I thought this will be a good call to our hospice and palliative care people. It's from a good friend of mine, the guy, Andrew Reed, who actually originally helped hire me to bring me to North Carolina to Four Seasons. So a quote I wrote down, or heard him say, too many hospices take for granted and assume that they are providing excellent care. However, the quality, the constancy and perceived value is completely determined by the individuals performing the actual care, the visits. Most patients will not complain, even if they've had a less than ideal experience. And so thinking through Keith's eyes today, remember we're all walking into an incredible story and bring our best selves to the bedside. You're listening to TCN Talks. Thank you for being with us today.